on day two of that technology existing, pedophiles would show up and fuck it up for everybody. Hey, it's time to drop your yachts and grab your socks and sell those ill-gotten gains before the U.S. government obtains. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for being here. I am Boomer Bob, and getting all of his ill-gotten gains from Uber Eats deliveries, John Jamingo. Hey, good morning, everybody. What a Monday morning it is. Holy crap. I was up until 3 a.m. Um, in a full-fledged fist fight with the podcasting community. John Jamingo might not be the best kept secret in podcasting anymore. He might be known and then canceled. You know what? It has to do with abortion and it has to do with the intolerance that people have on both sides. So are we being aborted? Uh, well, I don't know. Well, you can't really abort us because it's podcasting. You know, the podcasting community might not like us, me, YouTube podcast. Yeah. YouTube with the reason we're not on YouTube today is we got a second strike for medical misinformation and I'm sorry, I have never said one thing that was misinformation. What happens is, right now, we said something that YouTube believes is medical misinformation. So we got a strike. We, You're a it's, bad boy. It's that right? Nina Yangsandix chick. Yeah. August 7th, I think, is uh, we have to be a good boy. We have to be a good boy until August 7th. Don't you talk about August. it. Don't talk about the coof and June? don't talk about the medication and don't talk about how the government and world has screwed up this whole thing from the beginning. Don't you dare. Don't well, you dare. That platform's just becoming somewhere we don't need to be anyway. You know, I know. like the toilet's clogged, the beer is warm. If I could just have a minute or two to rant. Go for it. I will mute. All right. A good friend of mine, Daniel J. Lewis who's been a devout Christian his whole entire life. I mean, this guy loves him Jesus like nobody I know loves himself some Jesus. And he has been raised Christian, homeschooled. He is just, he is all in on the Lord, okay? One of the nicest guys you'll ever want to meet in your entire life. But he's Christian. He never curses. He hit his, his, he hit his thumb with a hammer one time and didn't even say motherfucker. I mean, that's how much of the... Uh, so he's alien. He might be alien. He, the man, I've never seen anybody be as a devout Christian as he is. I started editing. He was my very first editing client back in 2012. And the man has forgotten more about podcasting than most people will ever know. And I mean, ever know. The, the, he is a savant. He's a computer programmer. He, he's just an amazing guy. It's smart as a whip. And he's young. He's in his 30s. I don't know, five, six years ago, uh, him and his wife, uh, they they had a baby and all hell broke loose in their life. And uh, they ended up getting divorced. And, and that's really hard on a Christian because marriage is death do you part. So he went through that. He's raising his son by himself. He took, he he, he scaled back his business so he could do that. And then this whole Roe v. Wade thing started up. And the man went on Twitter and he said that anybody that agrees, with, he called the people that are pro-life barbaric. No, pro-choice. He said that the people that were pro-choice were barbaric. And they lost their motherfucking mind. And they were over there and they canceled him on Twitter. Uh, on, they canceled him. And he was on the board of directors about on this sham 
thing that probably nobody really knows about except the Vout Podcast. It's called the Podcaster Academy, uh, a self-made organization that does shit for you except take $50 a year in dues. And so he was on the board, and they, they had a petition to get him thrown off the board. And the spineless Podcast Academy board threw him off the board. So, hey, guess what? Screw free speech. Screw whatever. The, the whole thing, the podcasting is is about is be able to, to go on and talk about whatever. I don't care what you talk about. And you know me, I'm pro-choice. You know me. But the thing is that everybody's turning their back on him, and I'm not. All right? I'm not. The man's entitled to his opinion. I don't even agree with it. But guess what? He's entitled to his goddamn opinion. And the fact that other sham thing, Podcast News with James Cridlin, that you can listen to it. It's, I don't think you should. It's just a whiny English guy talking about podcasting. Go get your podcasting news in seven minutes every morning. This douchebag, the, he writes a story that they threw him off the board. Then he asked for a comment from Daniel. Daniel gives him a comment, and I read the comment. And the com- there's nothing wrong with the comment, but apparently James thinks the comment, it's, it's too controversial to publish. So he says, we asked for comment, but we're not publishing the comment. So it sounds like Daniel went on some kind of fucking rant again, and it's, he didn't. So I've been up since, I, I couldn't sleep until three, and I woke up at nine, and I started fighting again with people. And that's why I'm late, and that's why we're not on Facebook, and fuck YouTube. And that's why we're not on Rumble. Well, as I said earlier, this is just the recording of our actual podcast that gets edited and put out all over on the, uh, you know, audio version, the podcatchers. So we broadcast where we can, where we want to, all that kind of thing. It's not a big deal. This is not necessarily a live show. Sometimes we do things to make it a little more interesting for the live viewer. But other than that, this is ultimately is just us being able to record our show and doing it in a public space. Yeah, and and we love to chat. The chat's in here. And no, Daniel J. Lewis, not Daniel Day Lewis, the actor. Daniel J. Lewis has been podcasting since, I think, 2009 or something like that. But the guy is just, he's amazing uh, as how smart he is with podcasting and stuff like that. He really had has taken me as a podcast editor and made me the man, the editor that I am today. And I don't care. I'll never turn my back on that man because I know he's got a good Christian heart and he doesn't have hate in his heart for anybody, but he is pro-life and he's a staunch pro-lifer. And guess what? There are people out there in this world and you know what? Get fucking used to it. Well, I guess he learned. The only opinions that fucking matter. People have opinions that oppose yours. And guess what? If you can't handle it, then shut the fuck up. What are we doing now, Bob? I was talking last night. I was talking to Soft Weekly. He was, he was, he was pretty in his Hammered. normal element. But yeah, well, I wasn't going to say that. But he was talking about how his neighbor already has up a Trump 2024 flag, you know, whatnot. He's just basically trying to, I guess, reiterate the, because he's told me many times that him and his wife, they're the Democrats in town, you know, whereas everybody else is the other side. So, Sorry. And I was like, yeah, I don't understand the need to display your politics right out in your it's front yard. Either. It's, you know, it's no one's business. Back in the day, if you, they say, well, Bob, who are you voting for? John. Oh, well, that's none of your business, John. I, I, I've, well, my, who I, I mean, vote for is my business. 
you know, if it's a real nail biter, you could be like, I don't know. I was, I was leaning toward candidate X, you know, I don't know. Uh, but candidate wise sort of in there too. I don't know. You know, you could debate it, but not today. You can't long time ago. You could, because it, I don't know. Like I said, so I, I told him, well, I tend to do things like the other day, there's this driver behind me being an asshole. I, I watched him in my mirror zigzagging and being just a total dumb fuck driver. And at the light, they rolled right past me kind of slow as they pulled up to the light. And I seen a uh, Biden Harris bumper sticker. And I was like, oh, that explains it. Yeah. I did it kind of jokingly to myself, but that's a thing now where you judge people based on their political. Sure you do. And, and you can almost, you can almost do it. I can almost, who'd you vote for and tell you almost everything about yourself. So here's um, peanut over there says, but John, no uterus, no opinion. No, guess what? You tell me one woman that doesn't have an opinion about everything. A goddamn man does. Um, all you, you have know, to do is just display the apple pregnant man emoji yeah to what is a woman discredit that last comment so here's the worst part that in two hours i have to go listen to two women probably bash this guy i don't know if i can do it i don't know if i might quit today i might quit i might just say you know what ladies you have your right to bash them but i don't have to sit here and listen to it i don't know what to do here because it is their show and their right to bash him and it's none of my business what they say or what they feel. So, damn it, I might have to sit there and so listen this, to them bash my friend. So the hosts of fucking lip. The hosts of that show are in your little that group too. Like that, yeah, yeah, okay. it's a it's, okay. yeah. I know to everybody here, I'm just this dopey old boomer who shouts into a microphone and yells "Donut, donut, donut!" Fat, fat, fat. But. I have another life in a podcasting world with a lot of other podcasters that do this for a living and I'm known. Yeah. Duchess says, suck it up. You're right. I'm gonna have to suck it up. I oh, hate it. Damn it. I'm going to have to go and bite my lip for a fucking hour. And then, and then, and then I'm going to have to go back and edit it to make it sound good. Fuck. So is it uh, too soon for a palate cleanser? No, it's not. Go ahead, please. I, I fucked this whole show up today, Bob, and I apologize. Uh, there's no need for an apology. We do what we do, and uh, people don't like it too bad. That's just, <laughs> you I mean, you know, it's, it's not like... So, you know this guy, right? Everybody knows this guy. Eric Zane. Well, this was his Friday show, and I felt that this was probably one of the most clippable things he's ever done as far as video goes. Are you ready? Now, yeah. I clipped it down a little bit. Now, the last comment that he makes, he was just reading my comment that I put in the chat but I tried to make it sound like he said it, but it, it didn't really work too well. Here we go. This is what I think about them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Smells like condoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I missed that. Oh, oh Eric, I had a boy. <laughs> you know what we're doing? We're putting a little boomer bunker in that boy. I, you know, that, that's what I'm I think, think. It, I, I just keep going back to looking at John Jamingo here. I think he's, uh, are you having a temper tantrum now? Is it your turn to have a temper tantrum? If I'm talking, it's my turn to have a temper tantrum. Maybe it'll rub off on you, dum dums. Maybe you'll <laughs> learn something. Maybe you'll learn something like this. You know what? God, it smells gotta... like condoms. <laughs> So, 
I'm not going to lie. When I'm sitting here podcasting, especially on a Monday morning, I probably fart 10 to 12 times during the show. What I should do is grab another mic and put it right near my ass here. We should invent the podcaster chair that has a microphone in the seat. (laughs) (laughs) The shit cast. <laughs> Absolutely, a podcaster chair. You just a little hole at the bottom with a little wire, really like a little mic, and you just right yeah. into it. You oh would want God. a condenser mic in that particular position because that's going to capture everything. Yeah, every time you move your ass. Oh yeah, you don't want that. Thing. Well, you know what it is. You just have it pot. Well, you know us who we we who have uh, mixers, we could pot it down. And then when we know it's coming, we could. Would you want a noise gate on that channel? <laughs> no, I think you want the full throatiness of the fart. I know. So <laughs> Alrighty. starting at the top. Now, this is your story. So there you go. All right. So, again, uh, we coddle criminals and we, we accept bad behavior as a society now. Why, I don't know. But a suspect who was throwing Molotov cocktails in North Carolina, a man in Raleigh, North Carolina, decided to go to the police station and start throwing Molotov cocktails at cop cars. So the police came out to address the gentleman, and then he started throwing Molotov cocktails at them. So what did they do? They shot him dead. And you know what? I I applaud that. I applaud the fact that they shot this son of a bitch dead. And the reason I applaud that is we need to stop coddling criminals. You want to fuck around and find out, throw a goddamn Molotov cocktail at a, at a cop. And he's supposed to sit there and take that. Why? Because he doesn't know what you, what your opinion is or why you're there or because fuck the police. Well, fuck the police. And then they fucked you and now you're dead and they shot him dead. And, and you know what I say? Good shot. Good shot. Gentlemen. And then we need more of this. Well, does it say what? Was no. there like protests going on downtown for something? I mean, it was this related to the uh, abortion thing, or would just he was he just like ah, I'm done with this bottle of vodka? Let me light something. Well, you know what? Uh, unless right. he wrote a note beforehand, we'll never know because he took that story to the Lord. Wow. So yeah, when I first read this, I thought that it had to do with some kind of a protest. He burnt one cop car to the ground, and the second cop car they were able to put out. That's probably total too. So he just destroyed, I don't know, what are new cop cars now? Probably a hundred grand a piece. You want me to run this yeah, video? Play it. It's short. Yeah, this evening, police chief Estella Patterson said a man came here to the substation parking lot and set cars on fire. You can see the charred remains as well as the second car here. The complete front side of that bumper is melted off. Now, when he turned those Molotov cocktails toward officers, that's when she said, they shot their weapons of two police cars and gloves scattered across the grass. It's the aftermath of a dangerous scene at this Raleigh substation around 1.20 Saturday afternoon when a man began setting cop cars on fire. The individual continued to throw multiple Molotov cocktails in the parking lot and eventually towards our officers who were there and eventually did throw one to an officer who was in close proximity to him. Now, this is from The Independent. Right. I think we should start quoting our sources. And you know something about the North Carolina cops? They know how to shoot. They hit them multiple times. And then, you know what's funny? After they shoot them, after they shoot them, they got to go over and pretend to 
do CPR on him until, you know, one looks at the other one. He ain't going to make it. I got him good. So, yeah. You know, it's like, hey, let's let Jones do it. He got an F on that test. Go. <laughs> yeah. So people think that they have a right to protest. They do. But the key word here is peacefully. Peacefully. Right. Can I slide into the Supreme Court justice protests that happened over the weekend because of the abortion. Uh, the Supreme Court justices, the ones that will probably vote against Roe v. Wade, which is such a hot topic. Uh, now they decide that they're going to their houses to protest. It's not good enough to go to the Supreme Court. And you know what we need? We need a safe zone around the justices' neighborhoods. Uh, you want to protest against uh, what the Supreme Court justice do, then go to the Supreme Court and protest there peacefully. Peacefully. Knock yourselves out. Have yourselves a ball. I understand it. I get it. All right? But you don't get to go to their house. You don't get to, to go and disrupt the whole neighborhood because you have a, a hair up your ass about pro-choice. Did you want All the right. video? You don't. Yeah, go ahead. So I guess in the video, they're outside one of the, is, is this a Alito's home? I'm guessing this is uh, Justice Alito's home. I have no idea. You know, it's so funny. They're like abortion rights or human rights, except for that little human that's inside you. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I I'm pro-choice, but you sound stupid. When you're sitting there saying human rights are, it's just ridiculous. Except oh, for the human you're killing. Just be honest about it. You're taking your life and I'm fine with it. If you want to take a life up into, in my humble opinion, and it's my opinion and I'm entitled to it, 12 weeks. After 12 weeks, you got to have the little bastard. That's all. You got 12 weeks. It's three fucking months to figure it out. Well, it turns out that what they're doing is actually uh, very against the law. There's a statute that reads in full, uh, whoever with the intent of interfering with obstructing or impeding the administration of justice or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer in the discharge of his duty, they should change that wording to say their duty, oh. pickets or parades in or near a building housing a court of the United States or in or near a building or residence occupied or used by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer, or with such intent uses any sound truck, whatever that means, or similar device. Oh, that's back when they used to drive around and big giant speakers on there on the, uh, on the roof. Whose rights are rights? Whose rights are rights? Get better slogans. Cunts. Vote for Willie Hill. Yeah. Uh, let me back up uh, or with such intent uses any sound truck or similar device or resorts to any other demonstration in or near any such building or residence shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than one year or both the law here is clear and very similar to the statutes that january 6 protesters are accused of violating many of whom remain in prison today i gotta tell you i think they should go to these houses they should bring in the National Guards. They should round up all these people and throw them in fucking jail like they threw the, the insurrectionists in jail for uh, a while and then just let them. Because 
And again, at the Supreme Court level, I think you should be able to, I, I think you should be able to, to go there and protest about whether you're pro-choice or pro-life. The article says about 100, 100 demonstrators hoisting signs and chanting pro-choice slogans marched from Justice Brett Kavanaugh's house in Maryland to Chief Justice John Roberts' home nearby. I'll tell you what, they certainly did get what they wanted. They wanted us to stop thinking about all the other bullshit that's going on. They said, uh, quote, the time for civility is over, man, protests. Oh, really? Lacey Wooten Hallwaith, age 39, told Bloomberg, being polite doesn't get you anywhere. Really? Isn't that why you kicked Trump off of Twitter? Well, I got to tell you, I kind of agree with this. And the reason I say I agree with this is being polite doesn't get you anywhere. The time to do this is the, at the ballot box because all these politicians, they only know one thing, getting elected. If you go and start voting out a bunch of people, then this is where we're at. The more that I've read into this, because I've read into this a lot, I've read the whole Roe v. Wade paper decision, and I really do believe that it goes back. To, it should go back to the states. It, this should go back to the states. The states should regulate this. It should not be a national thing. I'm sorry. This is the way I feel. And the reason I feel that way is because the, peop the people that don't believe in this, or that are more pro-life, that are in a state like probably yours, Bob, they don't want to have that in their state, okay? And a state that, my state, we love killing babies. We love it. You know what? We'll take that bastard. We'll deliver it. We'll grab it by the legs and bang its head against the table until it's dead. Would you like That's to hear what, what the word on the street is in California? <laughs> oh. If they have their baby, they can neglect them for seven days. And if the baby dies, then they can't be held criminally liable. What do you think? Yeah, I think whatever like helps women and that helps women their like dreams and however that needs to like happen is definitely whatever is helps them achieve their like dreams. Their like dreams, like dreams and like worldly views and like uh, like let's go for Starbucks. Like this is why this is why the courts are now involved in this because like she said, like women should have like the right to like choose this fucking baby is really just hold me back from my dreams <laughs> back to the video acts to help that is helping all of us so so i prefer that most women make the decisions at eight weeks but if but i'm also in support of 10 months out of he's the got a hard so you think babies should be aborted 10 months after they're born if if the mother wants to yes i think <laughs> fuck them kids so if like fuck you want to get a late-term abortion like that's up to you you know, I've had an abortion too, and it's it's it was my choice, and I'm happy I had that choice. Hell I've yeah! Had an abortion myself. Would you guys get an abortion again? Yes, one hundred, a hundred times. Yeah. I'd do it. Oh, I do it a hundred. So parent, um, that's the Almost choice over. I'll continue to make. Hell yeah! Oh, a hundred. Suck my uterus clean once a month. I think I should go in for a good old scraping. Some... You know what they should do to those women? They should round them up, take them, and tie their tubes. Fuck them. So, like, chemically castrate them somehow. So, like, that's my, like, dreams. There's been a lot of underground talk in regard to this leak being on purpose. This guy kind of doesn't really dig into why it was leaked. We all, in my little group, we think that it 
has to do with about the same time that this leak happened, the Pfizer data dump happened, which was not looking good for anybody who pushed the vaccine. And et cetera, uh, before so. you get into this, I have a question and I'm serious about when I ask you this, who do you think leaked this? Whoever's controlling things. Okay. So I guess what I'm asking you is the leak supported by both Democrats and Republicans. Well, I mean, they've already launched some kind of an investigation into it, which you know is going to take three years and cost us eight, $18 billion to find out which IP address or which terminal got a hold of this and actually made a copy of it, whatever. I don't know, man. It's all, ooh, look over here. Look at what this hand's doing. You well, know? see, to me, I think they both wanted this out, and they're both sides. Right. And the reason I say that is because there's there's not enough drive to go find out who this was. If this was really egregious, like what happened to uh, Eric Snowden and that other dude, what's the other dude's name? Julian uh, Assange. Julian Assange. They put those motherfuckers in jail. All right. They they put yeah, them in jail. Talk about Assange being extradited back here to face. Right. They found them quickly and put them in jail. There's no reason why they don't have the person that leaked this out now. You know who did it? If the investigation pulls up anybody but whoever's in control as the one who leaked this, I'm not going to believe it. So this guy kind of did a quick dive into the timestamps of everything. Never. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something that might tell you exactly why this fucking shit was leaked. This is political. Political put it out as soon as they were able to put it out right here on the 2nd of May, 9.20 p.m. Eastern. 9.20 p.m. Okay. Mm. See this time? Remember this time. This is Elizabeth Warren. She's actually posting about this. The time that she posted this. Oh, how she know? 24 p.m. And, and AOC is backing it up. She's like, we can't let this happen. We got to codify. It's like one, codify. one minute or so after. Codify. Ro. Well, as soon as we like it, 8.03 like... p.m., 9.01 p.m. Here's Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. And guess what? Codify. Using the same word. He wants Ro codified. It's as though they knew this shit was coming. Gets even bigger than that. CNBC reports that Democrats were able to raise $7 million in hours. Matter of fact, if I remember correctly in this article, it says in one hour, $2 million were raised. And this was within within a very few hours of this whole thing being, being released. At first, I didn't really have an opinion. I didn't know exactly what was going on. I just knew that it leaked and it was wrong. Right here should give you a good hint as to what's happening. Anyway, I'll stop the video there. So, all right. So, why does again? I, now I got to know because why was it? Does he think it's because of the Pfizer information that's coming out about the vaccine? I can go back to the video if you'd like and let you hear the. Well, uh, I mean, it's okay, like a you don't have to, I'm sorry. Well, no, here's it's, it's right here. Right here should give you a good hint as to what's happening. This was fucking manufactured. These people knew that this was going to happen, and they were ready to pounce on it the moment it happened. And they're using the lack of knowledge in the public sphere as sort of a weapon to make it happen. For those of you that don't understand, Roe v. Wade getting overturned does not mean that you are not allowed to get an abortion ever again. Oh, yeah. It means basically is now, hey, the people have the power to regulate this. That means each state can make up their own laws about abortion. So that means states like Texas, yeah, sure, they can get rid of it completely. But states like California can have more. I implore you to look up the opinion piece. It actually has a lot in it. And some of the things that it talks about is the, the idea of what liberty is and how that uh, plays its role in Roe v. Wade and this case. 
but it's pretty undeniable that this was a planned attack. So let's do the math here. If this was planned by the left, so they put this out knowing that it was going to be leaked and then immediately pounced on it by putting out all these tweets and the things that they did, that is an attack on democracy, isn't it? Isn't that what we were told what January 6th was? Now that I understand what he's talking about, of course, that opinion was written in February. And you know that people talk. It always starts with the sentence, I'm going to tell you something, but you can't tell anyone. Right. In any click, we know people talk, so you know it's coming out. Somebody from Politico told somebody, a staffer, the staffer told somebody this was coming out. So they all knew hours before this came out. So they were already getting ready to with their responses for, for as soon as this came out. Some of it came out sooner, and some of it came out later. Like Duchess said, you know, we're beating this story to death like a dead horse. But it is what everybody is talking about. And there's more, and people are so, they're more passionate about this than any other opinion or any other, any other law being passed. Or people are saying that we're going to have food shortages and there's no formula and for babies. And, and we don't care. We care about abortion. We care about Roe v. Wade. I made a joke. The joke, Bob, that you put in Discord, how do you get across the creek, Roe v. Wade? Yeah. Okay. I I told that to my kids during Mother's Day. They were horrified, horrified about it. And I just thought it was a funny play on words. But, oh, this has so much meaning and women's right to choose. I'm like, it's a joke. How do you get across the creek? Do you row or do you wade? You can't even make a joke about it in a different context. Well, this just in. Actually, this was in last week, but I just found it. Washington Post puts up headline reads. Healthy lifestyle may increase life expectancy. Yeah, sure does. Uh, who knew, right? Right. Yeah. Wow. Such amazing journalism, journalismism that they're doing over there. They're, they're just journal journalism doing, all over themselves. Yes. To quote. Uh, yeah. So. I just, I was, I'm not even going to read the article because what more do I need, need to yeah, read? There's nothing really that's, but you know, the funny thing, that's what people do nowadays. They just read the title of the article and then they're like, oh, I know everything that's in there. So what they're okay. saying is that smoking, drinking, partying, having all kinds of unprotected sex with different partners, all that kind of stuff, right? Living like a pig uh, causes you to die young. Like we can't learn that from our parents who've done that. The, they just had a, a story on the oldest person to die. You know, the living person was like 120 and she was Asian and they took a picture of her and she looked like she was beaten in a subway. Her eyes bar could barely open. She was all, I mean, yeah, she lived till you're 120. I mean, is that living? If they can't keep you viable, is that really living? I don't know. I don't have the answer to that question, to be quite honest with you. Rodney Carrington, the comedian, said, uh, when I die, I want to look dead. I want people to walk by my casket and start gagging. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, Jesus Christ. What, uh, what happened to him? Oh, my God. Oof. Well, he lived long. I, I don't know. The reason that, that I got the way that I am right now is because the her horrific knee injuries and the arthritis I have in my knees makes it hard to do anything. Walk, move, go places. And it affects your whole personality, and it also affects your whole 
it affects a lot. So, so what did I do? How do I get out? How do I project? I podcast. I sit in a room on a podcast. Sure. Right. So it's the same thing. But I mean, you know, she lived to 120, but man, she looked like 120. Palette cleanser. This one's awesome. The uh, punchline happens pretty quick, so pay attention. It's it's only 12 seconds. So this woman is on a curb with her head in her hand. Her car looks like it got hit from behind pretty bad. Uh, parked right there next to her. Here we go. Guy walks up to her. You're in the bike lane. <laughs> You're in the bike lane. <laughs> what a dick. Nice. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> I got a power cleanser for you. We need All this. Right. One. Yes. Here's a man that, uh, tell me when you, he realized he fucked up. Okay, yeah. He just started the saw. He's actually now, he's working on the wedge. Oh, he's cutting a tree. More. He's cutting down uh, a tree. So if he's That's got that. Tree. No leaves on it, so this must have been. This is a while ago. Drive in good enough on the back. It's going to pinch on the front side now. It's going to go to the right for our right. You think so? Literally standing. That's what he thought, too. The direction it's going to fall. The only thing that'll save him is that tree next to it because it's going to fall into it. it Oh, no, it went the other way. Oh, shit. Oh, it hit him. (laughs) What a dumbass. (laughs) I'm sorry. Ran the wrong way. Yeah. Poor guy. You know, the thing is, look up to see which way it's going. All you have to do is step two steps to the side and you're fine. He just didn't run that, run that stupid tree. What a moron. <laughs> well, happy okay. days or here again, or depending where you are on this issue. The last thing before we go tonight, a changing of the guard. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki made it official today. She is stepping down after a little over a year on the job. And a very event because she's taking a job with MSNBC. And it was this moment between Saki and her successor that caught our attention. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to talk about my friend Kareen. You gotta come up here. It's the new person gonna so, take her position. Um, uh, I just want to uh, take the. All right, right there. Do they not look like a lesbian couple that's about to come out to their parents? Yes, they do opportunity to celebrate and congratulate my friend, my colleague, my partner in truth, Corrine Jean-Pierre, truth. the next White House press secretary. For anyone who does not know her, I want to provide a little bit of a primer for you, so settle in. Um, first, as you all know, she will be the first black woman, uh, the LGBTQ+. Because all of that matters. You know She's, what? Saying, it does matter, Bob. You know what? It does matter. And I'll tell you why it matters. Okay. Strap well, in. Here we go. The fact is that you cannot now criticize anything she does because she's so high up the intersexual, intersectional scale. <laughs> intersexual. <laughs> up that scale, you cannot criticize her anymore. Because if you criticize something she does, that means you hate women and you hate the it's it's sexist and it's woman, black, and a member of the community. Yeah, it's racist, it's sexist, and it's uh, homophobic if you say anything or criticize this woman whatsoever. And that's bullshit because she can be a gay black woman. That's fine. But the fact of the matter, she's doing a job and you're not criticizing the woman. You're criticizing the job. 
Okay. But the thing is, you can't do that now. So if you take a gay black woman and put her up in a, in a situation like this, nobody can criticize anything she says or what she does. Because if you do, oh, look at you, you misogynistic pig. You can't handle a strong black lesbian up there talking. No, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem when the bitch is wrong. So you're saying she's gay. Now, I, from what I know, I think she's just bi. I don't care. I'm just, care. I'm just care. Well, I want to know which letter of that alphabet she is. I, I, Bob, it makes no difference to me. It makes no difference to me that she's a woman. It makes no difference to me that she's black. It makes no difference to me who she's fucking, what she's fucking, or how she's fucking. What it makes a difference is if she can do the job right and answer the questions. That's all that I care about. And if she can't, she's going to catch the same criticism as a stale, pale male will do. I'm going to have to circle back to you on that one, John. Hell yeah. Governor Kathy Hochul has the coof. So that's the governor of New York, I guess. I didn't know who that was, but it says right here NY. I'm going to guess that yes. means New York and not Nye. Yes. She uh, took over for the disgraced Como brother. Cuomo, not Como. Cuomo brother. Como uh, Arigato, Mr. Yeah. Now, you know how she knows that she has COVID? Because she took a test. She took a test. No symptoms, I'm sure, right? None. Please. She's fine. She's right as rain. The quote. She's Today, I tested positive for COVID-19. Thankfully, I'm vaccinated and boosted, and I'm asymptomatic. The governor wrote on, on Twitter on Sunday, I'll be isolating and working remotely this week. She is 63 years old, and she urged Empire State residents to get their shots and isolate if they come down with COVID-19 symptoms, which she didn't come down with. Listen, they, they are holding on to this COVID thing with a death grip they need they need mail-in voting for this midterm election so that they can stop the humongous red wave that's going to happen they've already brought out the roe versus wade you've got to vote for democrats if you don't if you want the ability to have a a blood clot sucked out of your hoo-ha before the age of 15 and i mean the the blood clot age to the age of 15 you know, you got to vote for Democrats. They've already raised seven million dollars because of this, because the people are like, oh, no, I need my I need my abortions. And they need mail in votings. They got to be able to do it again. They've 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 got away with it twice now. They got away with it for Trump. They got away with it the year after. That's the only reason that buck tooth beaver teeth governor of New Jersey is still in office. I don't care what anybody says. And uh, they're going to do it again, Bob. They're going to try to do it again. Yeah, I heard this morning on my local news that over 80% of the vaccine supply here in Huntsville goes unused. Nobody wants it. Nobody oh. wants it. Uh, you know, there, there's the information's out now. It doesn't work. Oops, I said it again. It doesn't work. How about this? This is an Austin City Council meeting. Oh, I love What the hell is that? Good morning, Council. I'm speaking in support of item 63 and the need to declare Stop an emergency. for a second. We got to explain it for the, the listeners. So a guy walks You're up in a suit. suit. Yeah. He's got the head of a teenage ninja mutant turtle on. It's the orange mask. Orange mask. I don't know which one it is. But yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. 
I'm sure uh, one of the nerds in the chat will probably chime in. Oh, it's Donatello. Donatello or, I don't know. Raphael. Picking any. The greatest emergency we are facing is COVID. And that is why I am wearing a mask. And that is why we need to reinstate the mask mandates. <laughs> he just wants to and walk around as a furry. Come out right before the election. So we need to get a head start on Michelangelo. This I'm wearing this mask to let you know that I take COVID seriously. Because I believe Thanks, in Pina. science. And because he I believes want to in science. your grandmother. <laughs> and I refuse to allow another person to die on account of these COVID-denying, anti-vax, Trump-supporting, right-wing extremists. Joe Biden, the greatest president in the history of our, of our country, he's creating a disinformation <laughs> board. And we have an amazing opportunity to lead on this issue. And that is why we need to put these MAGA hat-wearing science deniers in re-education camps immediately. <laughs> <laughs> There's no greater threat to our democracy than white supremacy. And if you don't want to wear a mask and get vaccinated, then you are a white supremacist and you need to be removed from society at once. And furthermore, the fact that you have to be a U.S. citizen to vote is rooted in racism and white supremacy as well. Listen, guys, I'm going to leave you with this. Contrary to popular belief, Vladimir Putin and those racist judges on the Supreme Court, they did not cure COVID. So wear a goddamn mask. Thank you. You know who that is. That's that same guy. The, the same guy who keeps going around to these meetings and he yeah, breaks down and yeah. cries and overacts everything. He's, like he's, a, yeah, he's a YouTube idiot that goes around. That, don't get me wrong. It, it's funny. Yeah, I think it's he's getting old. He usually does it around Dallas, that area, but yeah. today he was in, or that day he was in Austin. So, I mean, it's funny, but it's getting old. I mean, you know, the joke is worn out. Baby formula shortage impacts families across the united states out of stock numbers have reached as high as 54 percent in some states while prices surge sorry are surging nearly 18 percent nationwide so yeah i mean that's looking pretty rough you know i gotta google something when this uh tweet here in the article says if the mainstream media can talk about the toilet paper shortage every hour they should be talking about the baby formula shortage at least we ended finding the Amazon brand. Oh, I think they mean ended up finding the Amazon brand online, but not everyone is so lucky to be able to feed that. Please share. This is every store. And then it shows a very stripped down baby formula shelf. Bob, when do you think baby formula was invented? I do not know. If I had to guess, probably in the 50s or 60s. 1860. In 1860, a German chemist... You just van Liber- oh, I got it right. I said fifties or sixties. Eighteen, yeah. Eight, 18. Oh, you thought eighteen? Okay. No, I was joking. Developed the first commercial baby food, a powdered formula made of wheat flour, cow's milk, malt flour, and potassium bicarbonate. The formula, which was added to heated cow's milk, soon became popular in Europe. So it's been there for a while. Well, I keep catching ads from these, you know, lawyers saying if your baby has developed necrotizing entrocolitis or something like the NEC for short, neck, necrotizing uh-huh. entrocolitis, it's like, what? And, and then it shows all the, you know, Enfamil and like Similac, all the different brands. It's like, holy shit. So that's crazy. Yeah. I, again, I'm just wondering. I, I think I remember back in the day that if, you know, they weren't breastfeeding, you got cow's milk. As a baby. So, Walgreens said, similar to other retailers, we put into effect a purchase limit of three per transaction on all infant and toddler formula. Toddler 
Why would you need it if you're a toddler? Can't you eat? I don't know that. I don't know. Maybe it's Pedialyte or something like that. I don't know. And prices on baby formula have also spiked. Uh, the average cost increasing as much as 18% over the last 12 months. Well, that's Putin's price hike, mate. Oh, I mean, yeah. Come on. You know, the other thing that I have to say, yeah, since we're touching all the third rails today, breastfeeding. When should you stop breastfeeding? That's a big topic in the world of breastfeeding. When the kid has teeth, at least. At the, at the maximum when the kid has teeth. I know women. Like, like a tooth. Breastfed their kids until they were like five or six. That's, I mean, you do what you want and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, if you can remember breastfeeding from your mother. You know, I, yeah, I, I'm guessing those are the ones who grew up to have the blue hair and uh, blue hair and <laughs> just the lucky bastards oops <laughs> yeah, it's the, chat, the, the chat's scrolling so fast i can't get to the some lucky bastards <laughs> all right here, the duchess when your kid walks up and asks for booby milk <laughs> that's when it's time the fountain is closed or nick says never when your kid gets too big, let the husband have some fun. Well, oh. I, I wouldn't find that fun. Sorry. If I'm enjoying my wife's fun bags and stuff starts coming out of them, I'm going to have a problem with that. Yeah, Bob, but you don't like anything. Me, on the other hand, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. Anyhow, go ahead. Yeah, am I. <laughs> next story? Uh, yeah, let's start the next story. Let's see which one pops up here. Oh, here we go. AP style guide updates reporters on when to use the gender neutral phrase pregnant people. This is a tweet. New AP style guidance alert pregnant people phrasing like pregnant people or people who seek an abortion seeks to include people who have those experiences, but do not identify as women, such as some transgender men and some non-binary people. Such phrasing should be confined to stories that specifically address the experiences of people who do not identify as women. So females. Well, no, you have to know their identity before you use the term pregnant people or people who seek an abortion. No, there's the article. There's male and female of all species. This is from use man, man and woman. This is from AP, man. This is, I understand that, but let's dig in a little bit. If we may, if we may, so you can be transgender but you're either a female transgender or a male fa- tra- transgender and female transgenders can get pregnant. Oh, wait a minute. No, I fucked that up. Women that trans transition into men can get pregnant because they are female. See, we're going to fix this sooner or later and they're not going to like it, but we're going to fix it. Gavin Newsom just said, if men could get pregnant, this wouldn't even be a conversation. This level of transphobication, I'm dying. I'm literally shaking right now. <laughs> what a fucking moron. Gavin Newsom said if men could get pregnant, this would not even be a conversation. And the guy's thing that the guy's response to that statement is this level of transphobication not, not be tolerated, all capitals. I'm all capitals, literally shaking right now. No, you're not, pussy. Maybe the government should, or the Supreme Court should have vote to allow men to get pregnant. Well, it's time to, oh my God, I can't stand. 
I, I, you know what? I don't care. Elon Musk can buy Twitter, but he should just, I mean, I know he's paying like, uh, I don't know how much, 50 billion, 46, 42 billion or whatever for this. He should just take and shut it down. Just turn it off. Did just you see like, where he made some cryptic tweet about if I wind up dead or something? No. Look He's fucking around with the uh, dissemination of information right now. And nothing the ruling class hates more than a population that can uh, express itself. They can't have that. They can't have anything going against the narrative, Bob. What we're doing right now, YouTube. We don't like the fact that you we, what you said we believe is medical misinformation, so you're not allowed to be on our platform. Go fuck yourself, YouTube. We'll go to fucking Rumble, and we'll bring people over to Rumble. He did a tweet that says, if I die under mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing you. Um, of course, all, a lot of the comments underneath were, uh-oh, Hillary? <laughs> yeah. So, And then his mom said something about that's not funny, and then he apologized. <laughs> i love the chat bob doesn't like white creams like ranch and mayo because he's secretly gay <laughs> you're aware that comment came from yeah, it doesn't matter bob this is a free speech podcast i don't care if it comes from a cartoon or not cartoons have feelings too bob there you go there's your topic Mattress Mac lost <laughs> 2.6 million betting on kentucky derby james franklin McGingville, as known also known as Mattress Mac, is a businessman from Houston, Texas. He is known for owning and operating the gallery furniture retail chain. He's 71 years old, and this guy just lost $2.5 million on a fucking horse race. How much money can you how much money do you have available to you to lose $2.5 million on a horse race? And here's the thing. His horse was winning right up until the end. <laughs> and this other horse, Rich Strike, was an 80 to 1 long shot, the, the worst horse on the track. And that horse came from the back of the pack down the front stretch and passed all the rest of the horses. I mean, it was amazing. I don't know how that happened. I mean, I watched it. From the aerial view, the way that this guy did it, it was amazing. Almost too amazing. Almost too amazing. Now, I saw actual proof that the news thinks their viewers are just utter idiots because they said, it's an 80 to 1 long shot. That means if you bet $1, you'd win $80. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Assholes. Could you imagine if you put $2 million on the 80 to 1? You know, I don't bet. I stopped betting because I'm a, I'm a loser's loser. I'm a mush when it comes to gambling. So I don't bet on stuff like this. But I know a friend of mine always puts like $10 on the long shot of the race just in case it comes in. And I'll tell you what. I, I, now, you don't remember how many times he's lost $10. But when they come in, they come in big. So sometimes it saves his whole, you know, these long shots save his whole day. You know, makes takes a loser, you know, makes a loser a winner. He lost $2.6 million in wagers despite nearly winning an estimated $12 million. I don't understand how that works unless he wheeled it with other horses and he won on that. I don't know. Good Lord. Imagine walking up with all that cash to a window and putting it on one horse. 
five hundred thousand dollars. Imagine having to wear that jacket that he's got on. <laughs> he's or got that stupid run, run something. I don't happy, know, whatever. Happy or something. Run happy. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, that's a, a lot. Old, what is a man his age doing on fucking Twitter anyway? Now, in gambling, in poker terms, we call that bricks. So, and usually a brick is five hundred thousand dollars. Is it a hundred thousand? It's a hundred thousand dollars. So that money in that brick is a hundred thousand dollars because when they play high stakes poker, they'll have like some guys will bring 500,000 and they'll have 300, they'll have three bricks of cash like that. Yeah. It's five of them. So it's each one of those bricks is a hundred thousand dollars in cash. That's a hundred bands, man. And you know, so they'll, they'll raise and they'll throw a brick of money in there. And that's, I'll tell you what, that's intimidating when you throw a brick of money in. Oh, now he's after me. YouTube shaking in their boots that they're not getting Jamingo money. You're damn right they are. <laughs> Next topic, a Massachusetts family thought that they rescued a stray puppy. It turned out to be a coyote. I think this is hysterical. They see this thing. This, it looks, it's a puppy and it's on the side of the road. So they bring it home and they start feeding it and everything. And then they look at it and they're like, is this a dog? I'm not hundred percent sure. So they call fish and game and fish and game took it, took it away. Yeah. Here's the thing about coyotes in the 1800s until like the 1920s, you used to get like 25 cents. And that was a lot of money back then to shoot a coyote and bring a tail to the game warden. And he would give you 25 cents for it because they were so destructive. Yeah. They would kill little kids. They would kill pets. They killed chickens and goats and shit. They were horrible. So they, they tried to eradicate them and now they're bringing them back. And now they've, they're, they're going to raise this with another coyote and then try to put it back out in the wild again. I don't yeah, know. Where, uh, where I live, I'm surrounded by, you know, crops mm. and there's, and they're, they're massive in them are these areas of trees at night. We'll hear all the coyotes yipping and yapping off in distance. And it's, it's, it's a little eerie sounding, you know, it sounds like a whole bunch of like a hyenas, but yeah, see, they're still destructive open season all year up in Michigan. Uh, and it should be that way around here. So in this area, me, when I was growing up in this area, you never saw a Turkey and you never saw deer. There was no deer around here. And then we just started seeing deer and then turkeys came. And they introduced coyotes to the population. This New Jersey fishing game introduced coyotes into the population. And now, and this was 30 years ago. And now they're taking a stronghold. And we see coyotes here every once in a while. We'll see them. We don't hear, I never heard them yipping or anything. But now you don't see as, you used to see turkeys all the time. And you'd see deer all the time. You don't see them as much anymore because there's coyotes. They get the young deer. They get the babies. And they're, they're just wiping out the turkeys. And rabbits. You don't see rabbits around here anymore. Anything. Yeah. When we bought this place in uh, 2010, one of the first things I did was I, you know, we walked across the street, you know, met the neighbors and uh, real nice people, great neighbors. And one of the first things I said is, is I was like, so, you know, is there anything about this neighborhood I need to know about? Like any weird stuff? He goes, well, you got a gun. I was like, oh, uh, well, actually, no, I don't own a gun at this time. He goes, you might need to get you one. I don't know. You got a fenced in backyard, so you might be all right. I said, what is it? He goes, coyotes. We get them coyotes out here. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you've got a dog now and if you get a pack of coyotes. They'll take, they'll take down Jake. 
Yeah, my dog runs free. I mean, I do have a fenced-in backyard, and it's, I'm on a one-acre lot. But Jake runs free. He doesn't leave the yard. I mean, he's you could throw his ball across the street accidentally. Like, it'll go out into the road. He'll stop at the end of the yard just on his own. I mean, my wife taught him all that stuff. But that's also the nature of an Australian cattle dog. They know their boundaries very well. So, Okay. Anyway, all right. Next topic. Nothing uh, like watching a good cattle dog or, you know, herd dog work. Nothing better than watching that. It's so amazing how they work. Let's see. This is from USA Today. More human remains found in Lake Mead amid historic low water levels. So they keep finding bodies, I guess, huh? Yeah, they're uh, they they found I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was two weeks ago. They found a fifty-five gallon drum that was rotted. It, it, it decayed and inside of it was human remains so they called into the police the police came over and found it and they said that they, they can't really identify the person it's a male and how do they know that because of bone structure maybe it identified as something else but it was male they got the bones out and uh they're they're going over but they say because of the clothing they think that the body's been in there since the 70s well they just found another 55 gallon drum with another body inside of it so apparently back in the 70s this is how they just they disposed the bodies back then. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how many of these they'll, they'll turn up. But the thing that really, really is troubling is how low these reservoirs are getting because of just the lack of water. I mean, nobody's talking about this either. You know, California's going to be in big, big trouble soon. Big trouble. It's funny. Right, just coming through the video. Yeah, it's the, I guess they flash back to the last time that the water levels were this low, which looked like to be like the 70s somewhere in there. It's probably yeah. in the article. Duchess says, like Jimmy Hoffa. You know what I think they did with Jimmy Hoffa? I think what they did with Jimmy Hoffa is I think they shot him in a car and they crushed his body in a car and then the, the car went away and you'll never find him. I think that's what happened to him. No, he was buried at the end zone of some uh, football. No, they, they, you know, it's funny. They, they, <laughs> they went and they went out there and they took x-rays of both end zones and everything. And there's no bodies down there. They looked. I know they, I know that is crazy. Quit watering the fucking desert. <laughs> <laughs> that might save some water. Dean's correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked this tweet. Um, uh, Ukraine is at war and Zelensky is giving awards to a tiny dog. I don't think oh. the audio is important because it's probably something like the mamushka, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So they got a little doggy up there and they're going to give it an award and he's all, you know, he has, he doesn't wear a suit anymore. Now everything he wears is uh, olive green khakis and fatigues and all that other shit. Oop. Okay. That's a very special decoration for the young dog well he didn't give it to the dog he gave it to a guy holding the dog's leash well this war is just getting out of hand next topic here uh i have not seen 2000 mules there has been chances to watch it online through assholes who are live streaming it like on their tiktok and shit like that i'm not going to a movie theater i'm not going to pay 18 dollars. it's going to end up on rumble for free but after. he's going to try to make some of his money back for producing this i thought the imdb rating was interesting because uh yesterday uh it was a uh, around 8.2 
mm-hmm. and now it's at 7.8 and i think they've gained about another 100 or 200 i wonder what the critic says about right. it can you I, click that critic review and see if it'll pop it up it takes us to an article on townhall.com okay a uh, new film alleges 2020 was stolen 2000 felonies prove it mm. uh, let me blow up the article Let's see, here we go. Uh, after May 7th, 2022, there will exist a dynamic in the nation that is not since America woke up on the morning after the election of 2022. Simply put, we were right. By we, I'm referring to everyone from the harshest critic of the vote fraud crowds, but who in the back of their minds couldn't have confidence in the oft-repeated lie most secure election in history. To people like you who and me who uh, had the audacity to ask about it and we're told to shut up sit down or we'd be canceled the premiere of dinesh d'souza's brand new film 2000 mules this week will provide the basis for that validation as most people still believe it and also provide the for law enforcement begin arrest people do you really think it's going to come of this now no it's just going to be uh the same thing as a 9-11 truther movie and all it'll it'll be out there uh, but the thing is is it right or is it wrong? I mean, if it's wrong, go out there and prove that it's wrong. If they can't prove that it's wrong, then I would imagine that would make it right. So what they're saying is there was 2,000 mules during the 2020 election that were running uh, and stuffing ballot boxes or ballot harvesting ballots, and they have trackers on these people, and they have video surveillance of these boxes where guys – at one o'clock in the morning, are just shoving ballots into these boxes. So I have a video clips clips, uh, from the movie. Now I fast forwarded a tad into this uh, to what I think is more relevant. There we go. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking in these key swing states enough to tip the balance in the 2020 presidential election? Let's first narrow in on just our 2,000 mules. Their average number of Dropbox visits, 38. Their average number of illegal ballots deposited per visit, five. That's 380,000 illegal votes. But was this sufficient to put Biden in the White House? To answer that question, we must look at each key state. In Michigan, 500 mules averaging 50 Dropbox visits and five illegal ballots per drop. That's 125,000 illegally trafficked votes, not quite the 154,000 vote difference between Trump and Biden. So Michigan, with its 16 electoral votes, stays in the Biden column. In Wisconsin, 100 mules, averaging 28 Dropbox visits and five illegal ballots per drop. That's 14,000 illegally trafficked votes, 6,000 votes short to give Trump the win. So using only our mules, Wisconsin's 10 electoral votes stays in the Biden camp. But now we come to Georgia, 250 mules, averaging 24 Dropbox visits and five illegal ballots per drop. That's 30,000 illegally trafficked votes far more than the 12,000 vote difference between Trump and Biden. So Georgia, with 16 electoral votes, moves over into the Trump column. In Arizona, the numbers are roughly the same. 200 mules, averaging 20 Dropbox visits and five illegal ballots per drop, 
That's 20,000 illegal votes. Again, these illegal votes are substantially more than the 10,000 vote margin that gave the state's 11 electoral votes. Ooh, it's getting closer. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania alone, 1,100 mules. Averaging 50 Dropbox visits and five ballots per visit, that's 275,000 illegal votes, again, comfortably exceeding the 80,000 vote margin between Trump and Biden. So Pennsylvania's 20 electoral votes goes for Trump. Shocking. Even this narrow way of looking at just our 2,000 mules in these swing states gives Trump the win with 279 electoral votes to Biden's 259. But no one thinks that our 2,000 mules were the only mules trafficking illegal votes. To widen the search, Greg and his team lowered the criterion from 10 or more to five or more drop boxes. This revealed a huge upsurge in the number of mules from 2,000 to 54,000. 54,000 mules. Next, they used a very conservative estimate of just three ballots per drop box visit. Now, when we multiply this increased number of mules times the five drop box visits per mule times just three illegal votes per drop, we find election fraud on an astonishing scale. In Wisconsin, 83,565 illegal votes were trafficked. In Georgia, 92,670. In Pennsylvania, 209,505. How many people were in Pennsylvania? 6,590. And in Arizona, 207,435. Most secure election in history. For the most popular president ever. Oh, the most popular. 80 plus million votes, my friend. Yes. How do you argue with that? Yeah. And here's the thing. You'll never shut Trump up about how this election was stolen. Never. Because the man, the man believes it and you won't shut the man up. Again, I don't want him to run in 2024. I don't. I want DeSantis to run in 2024, to be honest with you. I don't. I think he's going to be too old. I think there should be, you know how you got to be 35 to run for president in, in the United States? I think you should not be able to be president after you're 68. You know, yeah, there needs to be a, a maximum age to go with that minimum. Yeah. However, they decide it should be you know, based on the generation population. Say what you want about everything that's going on with uh, the, the world today. I mean, it all started as soon as they started getting ready for the 2020 election. That's when COVID hit. That's when all this other shit started. They wanted him out. The globalists wanted him out. Well, uh, they, they put on a campaign. They released the Chinese virus. Went out on YouTube so I can say whatever the fuck I want right now. Not that well, I uh, a long time ago. You know, we would elect the elders because they were the most wise, the most educated, the most knowledgeable, whatever. And it turns out that that was wrong. They're just the most corruptible. All they care about is their wallet. And uh, these days, the differences between generations as far as positions on various topics is is so, so great that somebody my age has no right making laws that are going to have to be abided by by somebody who's 18 years old it's just i don't know what's in their head i don't know what they want i don't know what their needs are i don't know where the world needs to go i just don't think that it's right for nancy pelosi to be you know making like decisions for my grandchildren so i know well i mean i I go back to this i keep going back to the same old thing is never 
in the history of ever, ever, the people that created the problem are able to fix the problem. I think right now, unfortunately, it's going to need to come from the bottom up. So right now we need to get the local elections where you get, I, I think we need a third party. I think we need a third party. I think the other two parties are completely 100% corrupt. Or find a way to take the etch-a-sketch of each party and turn it upside down and give it a big shake because, you know, it's where the term boomer came from. Mm-hmm. Is from the young millennials and the older Zoomers, Gen Zs. They see a lot of this that's going wrong today uh, and they blame the elders, the boomers. And Well, they'll be boomers and then they'll be doing the same thing because it's just human. It's human nature for people to get into power, to try to shape things that will make it more advantageous for them to stay in power. You know, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. I mean, uh, and the thing is, here's the funny thing. It doesn't really, if you get right down to brass tacks, it doesn't mean anything about elections because Washington needs to run so what they do is they just bring a shuffle people in and out. But the people that stay there, the people that aren't elected, the, those people that work in, in the departments, they're the ones basically running the country. They tell all the new people how to do things. So, I mean, that's where it really needs to shake down and shake out. I just saw a TikTok video the other day, guys talking about the Department of Education and the amount of money, the size of the building of the Department of Education that was started in 1980 by uh, Jimmy Carter. The size of the building now is is crazy, and it, it like employs blocks. It's yeah. massive. I've I've actually walked by it. It's it's ridiculous. Right, and it's uh it it they employ eight thousand people. I, the amount of the budget that they get is like a hundred and something billion dollars. But anyhow, if it works out that if you took that budget, did away with the Department of Education, and then took it and just dispersed it to all the schools, every school, every school, every elementary, middle, high school would end up with a million extra dollars in their budget a year. Which buys a lot of rainbow flags. Certainly does. <laughs> certainly, certainly does. All right. I think we've done it all. I think we've said it all. I apologize for, I don't apologize. I was upset no. this morning about my rant. Shit happens. My buddy. Shit happens. And, uh, and it's, it's all, it's all, it all wraps itself in and intertwines with everything we're talking about right now. If you don't have an opinion of the woke supremacy, these woke supremacist elitists, these will take and they will destroy you. And I'm sick of it. You know what? I, I, there's a lot of people I don't agree with, but they have the right to their opinion and I'll fight for their right to their opinion, even though I'll fight all day against the opinion that they have. We need more of that in this country, not less of that in this country. And when that happens, we will heal as a country. Good night, everybody. <laughs> And God bless America. God bless fucking America. Yeah. Fuck all those other countries. What do you think? I mean, in all honesty, what do you think? What could there ever be a world government where one government governs the whole world? And how would that look? No. You don't think that could ever happen? No. Okay. We're all too different. Mm -hmm. This country with its ethnic, you know, melting pot, whatever has only existed for right around 250 years. We're vastly different from say Asia that has been heavily populated for thousands of years. I mean, it's, you can't expect, you know, their traditions to pan over to our 
traditions and and the way we live it's just and i think that's what makes the world interesting is everybody's fucking different wherever yeah, well, you go, i mean totally okay, different. So i believe that traditions and governance are different okay and when i say that by that i mean yes everybody can have their traditions their religions you know but what we need is the opportunity to educate and advance the human race more than you know, being divided by, uh, you know, black, white, Asian, Christian, Muslim, you know, we can get together. Although I, I do see what you're talking about where, you know, the Muslim, Muslim religion is in direct conflict with a lot of Christian values and the same thing with uh, the Jewish values and also there is that kind of thing. But again, you have to go, you have to start teaching people that yes, you can have different views and opposing views and that's fine and traditions and that's fine but you have to respect the traditions of other people and that's all we really and and if we ever get to that i'll be dead and buried but if it ever happens where that we that happens then i think that's where, where we start solving the world's problems i don't know and you know something how bad my memory is whatever i just said before i said good night i forget i'll have to go back and listen to it because i think it was pretty goddamn good from what i understand Already, are we done? Well, I was going to say, if you ever want to know what it would be like, check out um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay, I've never seen that movie. And well, you'll see George Carlin. He's one of the elders, I guess, from the future. That's what my vision of the one world government thing would look like. Yeah. Nick says we would just create new problems. That's the that's the attitude, Nick. Well, Everybody's going to find something to bitch about. No matter how utopian, how much zen there is, everybody's going to find something to fucking bitch about. So, of course, that's all we do. We bitch all day. We bitch about the people we work with. We bitch about the price of gas. We bitch about everything. Yeah, that's what we do. We bitch. But you get a, you know, you got to have some basic rules and everything that makes it uh, better for the, the human race as far as healthcare and, and, and education and stuff like that. I mean, just think that if we actually educated people and let them have the ability to to go and try different things and fail, just think about the uh, technology that you could unlock. Where you know where we could be in a hundred years as a as a rate as a human race. I don't know. To me, it just seems like we are counterproductive because the people in power are afraid of technology. I mean, technology. They, they when they first. And I remember in 1996 when I saw the first thing for the World Wide Web. I'm like, what's this? Oh, it connects, connects everybody's computer? Who would do that? And that was in 1994. And then 10 years later, it just exploded. And now it's where two knuckleheads, one from New Jersey, one from Alabama, can get together two days a week and sit here and talk about everything that happens in the world. And it goes out all over the world. If anybody, they can just take this RSS feed, download it to their phone, and listen to it at any time. And it scares the shit out of people because they don't want opposing views. They want, what did George Collins say? They don't want critical thinkers. They want good workers. They want obedient workers. That's what they want. They mean obedient worker bees. And that's it. What the hell is Dutch is talking about? Now everyone on Oculus is having creepy virtual sex. I must be behind in the chat. I don't know what that is. 
I have no idea what that's about. That just came out of uh, left field there, or or right field. I don't know what her. Did Duchess get an Oculus for Mother's Day? Holy shit! What room is she in? I'll be right over. <laughs> Maybe Dave's in there from Rubberneckers. Tristan says the new problem for the world I want is to create a bacteria to eat plastics. Well, you, apparently you don't watch this show. A couple of weeks ago, uh, John brought in a clip where they there's this uh, woman who is uh, turning plastics into fuel. Yep. So, yeah. You, you push in plastics and it turns and it vaporizes it and turns it into diesel fuel. And it does it very efficiently and very economically. And if that ever comes to fruition where those plants are start working, they'll be paying for plastic because it'll be, they'll be, it'll be such a commodity. You no, won't care about it anymore. He also says a uh, virtual BJ's for John. I think he's, that's uh that's something uh, i can get behind well or yeah or in front of um, yeah no, what i'm thinking though is if that would work what about like virtual eating wouldn't because i could lose weight oh that would be amazing virtually eat and still feel full you know get the you know like <sighs> trick your brain into thinking i just ate a like a dozen donuts of course you would uh so that just blew my mind the fact that you could get the enjoyment. Oh, Bob, virtual smoking. You could sit there and uh, and you could have your enjoy your cigarettes where, and not have your lungs uh, as big and black as uh, the actress that played Precious in the movie. That would be amazing, right? No. It wouldn't? Yeah, see, so we could virtually have our vices. We could fuck whores, no. eat tapioca pudding, smoke cigarettes, Take LSD all virtually, and then after no, but you know what? On day two of that technology existing, pedophiles would show up and fuck it up for everybody. Well, you know what? Let the pedophiles fuck virtual kids. What do we care? As long as they don't bring it into the real world, we don't care. Do. Isn't it called like lolly or something like that? I don't know, but right now I just want to go eat a big virtual cheesecake <laughs> <laughs> or some tapioca. Good tapioca pudding. Yeah, man. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could get the same dopamine rush virtually and you wouldn't have to, you, you'd actually feel full. You would actually, you know, so what would happen is you would uh, like uh, big fatties like me, we would go to an Island and we would walk around with these oculuses on and we would like, we would go to buffets. We'd feel, Oh, I'm so stuffed. And we hadn't eaten in like a month. And next thing you know, we lost 80 pounds. We walk out of there, you know, skin dragging on the floor. Yeah, I seen, I don't know, it was probably a month or two ago. It was a um like a, a news story on a XM radio. And they were talking about some device that you know, USB, whatever you plug it into your television, and it's actually like smell a vision, but you have to preload all these different oils or whatever into it, and based on what's on the TV, it'll puff that into the room so you smell it. And it's like that's just too much work. Like, how many cents would you have to have? in order for that to be you know yeah i get it maybe they could work that out with the oculus thing where you're eating a cheesecake and it smells like you're eating cheesecake like you, like you actually smell it in the room yeah you, can, you, know, you can almost a device it's a bluetooth device that's over there on the table and you're you, you know the cheesecake comes and you you smell it wow that'd be amazing that would be amazing all righty we've done it all we've said it all as I always say. All right, we'll be back here Wednesday night. 
usually Monday mornings, I'm very passive. You know, I woke up late, I'm tired, and I can't think of things. Today, I came in here, all my synapses were firing on all cylinders because I was all wound up over my friend. Uh, we'll be back here Wednesday night for another episode of the Boomer Bunker. We'd like to thank everybody to come on over and watch this live. You guys make the show. We appreciate you, all of you. And uh, if you like us, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We want to get over 100 subscriptions here. And also tell a friend, don't keep us your dirty little secret. Just say you found two old boomer guys that scream and yell in the microphones. Our YouTube channel's fucked anyway right now. So Yeah, next, yeah we, can't even go, we can't even go live on Wednesday to YouTube. We'll, oh, well be on Rumble. We'll be on Twitch. We'll be on Facebook. We'll be somewhere. Just pay attention. Yes, and we're always on a podcast. You can go subscribe to the Boomer Bunker on any podcast player that you have. We're on the we land. appreciate you, and we love you. And we'll see you Wednesday night. Be excellent to each other.